You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday hump day edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's podcast. Brian, let our listeners know what the roadmap of where we're going on today's show is. Jake, it's the middle of the week. We're all trying to get over the hump. So we're going to talk about our favorite thing, and that is Utah football. And we're going to turn to the expert, the king, the president of statistics here on the Locked on Utes podcast, the one and the only Bill Connolly and his SP Plus projections. Where do the Utes sit on his projections? How does that coincide with what we think the Utes can do? And what members of the Pac-12 are joining the Utes in the top 25? Yeah, so plenty to get to on that front. Some very interesting numbers that we'll break down on today's show. We'll, of course, also catch you up on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan today on the podcast as well. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at Bet Online, as well as Bill Barr. We'll tell you about both of them here just a little bit later. Brian, what do you say? Should we get going here? Jake, let's get this thing rolling. Let's have some fun. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for February 10th, 2021. into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah athletics. My name is Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. We are your co-host tandem bringing you this daily show focused on all things Utes. Brian, where can people find us and where what do we want them to do? Jake, as always, our instructions are simple. You go to your favorite podcast platform, player, whatever it is. You search for Locked On Utes. You ask your Alexa, your Siri, your Google Home, whatever it is, play Locked On Utes. Go to Spotify, wherever. Yeah. Subscribe. Then you have to go to Apple Podcasts. You got to rate it. And you got to give it five stars, baby. Five stars only. And leave us a comment. Leave a joke. Leave a question. Leave a comment. Tell me how ugly I am. I love hearing that. The hate, it fuels me. Uh, and then, you know, listen. Yeah, absolutely. We love doing this. We, of course, work together at the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, and we love talking all things Utah. So let's get things going here today, Brian. As you mentioned in the open, Bill Connolly, who I'm with you, he is the king of statistics on this podcast. I think he should be the foremost authority when it comes to college football analytics across the country, bar none. He is the godfather of many of these analytics, and his SP Plus rankings are actually one of my favorite things to see from him because the best part about these, and let's let's explain here. So what these are is the SP Plus, and Bill always puts this in every article he puts out there. It is intended to be predictive and forward-facing. There is no looking back with these. This is not him projecting the 2020 season. This is him projecting forward to this fall in 2021 and what he predicts to happen. Yeah, and, and we've talked about what he projected previously in terms of returning uh, production. This is different from that. This is pace adjusted. This is returning experience plus recruiting uh plus recent history. So it's a little bit different than just what you're returning production wise. This is more of a projection. And, and one thing that I like about SP plus is it is tempo and opponent adjusted. It measures football efficiency. So it's not, 
I mean, it's a predictive model, but it sure. also adjusts based on the history and everything like that. Um, it, it is forward facing and, and Bill is in, incredibly accurate. And I know that Utah fans in the past had beef with him. And I understand why, because Utah was eking out wins and they were going eight and four, nine and three, <laughs> and they were winning games by a point. And Bill was saying, Hey, y'all are overachieving. Good for you. And Utah fans took it as a slight weird Fans in Utah, Utah, BYU, Utah State, Jazz, they never take anything like a slight, do they, Jake? No, never. Come on now. We cough, cough, Jack, cough. We don't We don't have a persecution complex in this state at all. What are you no. talking about? <laughs> Why are you wrong? But... <laughs> But as Utah has really increased in both recruiting and their efficiency and their play, so have their rankings increased in Bill's model. And yep. and he has been very favorable to the Utes, especially in 2019 where they had their run. He had them ranked fairly high. I think that there are rarely holes in his system. I think it's pretty accurate for sure within those top five. He, he rarely misses. And so – it's a good system to use is kind of like a baseline or an argumentative, you know, we use the scientific method a lot in our discussion of sports, which I don't think people are really cognizant of, but it's your baseline. It's where we can kind of go to a, a, an agreement with our foundation when we're arguing these kinds of things. So I've really over this, which, you know, hopefully you're still here and listening at this point, but (laughs) let's get to the actual rankings. How does that sound? Yeah, let's get to it. Let's start off with Utah. Obviously we'll talk more about the expanded uh, PAC 12 as a conference in these rankings, but Utah actually is rated fairly high in this, Brian. They check in at number 19, and that is inside the top 20. They have a rating of 17.7, and then if you break it down by offense and defense, they have a 34.7 score as an offense, which is 35th, and the more important number here, and the one I think many of us could predict, 17.0 on defense, which is 10th amongst all teams in these ratings. So if I were going to ask you, what's the biggest surprise out of those three numbers? I would say probably the offense. I I thought actually it might be a little lower than it is, if that makes sense, just because of the production that's leaving versus what's returning. But Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, uh, Bill really, this is all projecting forward, and he takes into account transfers. You said you talked about the pace adjustments. He this is supposed to be predictive looking forward. So he thinks this is a top forty offense and a top ten defense, and. As a result, Utah as a top 20 team going into this fall currently. And where I think he's accurate is that Utah went out and got the kind of dudes that they need in order to sustain a top 40 offense. I think when we talk about adjusting for pace, this is never going to be a quick hitting, you know, side to side, big 12 style offense like Utah fans kind of crave. But I think what they've found is they found some bread and butter in the run game. Yes. And they found a way to to introduce some tempo when they need to with that. And the biggest thing is they've just solidified the quarterback position. It it feels like this debate is pretty constant amongst Utah fans. Who's going to start? And I think uh, Charlie Brewer is probably the early candidate to pencil in for that simply because we don't know how healthy Cam Rising is going to be. And we've also seen the the comments from Kyle Whittingham kind of indicate as such too. 
Yeah, he said that he should be ready to return by July. And what that means is that he'll be able to start throwing in July. He'll be on a pitch count. It's going to be very restricted. That kind of an injury to the shoulder area, as I've talked to people who are surgeons and and, and who have, have been in and around that kind of rehab, they've all said that it takes a lot of time to get that zip and that that strength back into the shoulder to where you can throw the ball. It said the hardest part is getting your arm angle back to where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And that just takes time. Lo and behold, we have kind of a proof of concept of that with Zach Wilson in his sophomore year, right? Yeah. I was going to say, you can look just no further than BYU with Zach Wilson had a similar type of injury, had a simpler type of recovery window. And, uh, I know and I've talked to coaches and staff members at BYU who said that going into that year's Utah game, they weren't even sure Zach was going to be cleared to go. This is very much, you're looking at a projection, but is there's a wide window here for a guy like Cam Rising in terms of when he'll ultimately be declared fully fit and cleared to participate. So that's why you have Charlie Brewer on the roster. He is that insurance policy. So I really actually think that uh, what Bill looks at is he's understanding of the fact that, yes, Cam Cam Rising, if he's healthy, he's the guy. But you also have Charlie Brewer over here who passed for nearly 10,000 yards in his career at Baylor, was a very high-level quarterback in the Big 12. He's got some chops, and he he can rely on that. So the nice part is, yeah, it does appear that Bill C. believes that Utah's got a top-40 offense, a top-10 defense, and that's actually very, very exciting if you're a Utah fan. Yeah, it absolutely should be. And I think that what Utah has done is they've strategized with that. Charlie Brewer is the kind of transfer quarterback that came originally from a Matt Rule system that was very similar to what Utah wants to do. Yeah, And so they can build concepts off of it. And we know what they're returning in terms of skill players, right? Mm -hmm. The loss of Brian Thompson is big. There's no debate no argument he was the most talented wide receiver on the roster and they really did not do a good job of getting the ball to him and in his hands so he could make plays. The good news is they got Jalen Dixon back and he can stretch the field. He can really open things up vertically. He is your Tyreek Hill type threat. (laughs) And and I'm not going to compare those two because – Tyreek's a freak, you know, pardon the pun or, or the rhyme, you know, it's, it's late. I mean, I'm just going in time, but, uh, I hate myself for that. Uh, Jalen Dixon has that kind of effect on a defense, right? He is a speedster that who can get open and get deep. And then when you have guys like Cole Fotheringham, Brant Keithy, I think we'll see more production out of Dalton Kincaid. Obviously, the running backs, I think Makai Bernard out of the backfield catching passes is a, a, a strong candidate. I think Solomon Enos is, is a guy who could really flourish with somebody like Jalen Dixon going over the top, a healthy yeah. Puka, or, uh, Samson Akua. Not a Freudian slip, gang. Don't don't don't, don't take that like that. Uh, but a healthy Samson Nakua, and there's plenty of production returning there. It's just, can you solidify the quarterback position w- with Charlie Brewer or Cam Rising if he does make the miraculous comeback, or Jaquindon Jackson if he really develops quickly, yeah. or if they build a system for him, whatever it is, and and can you get the offensive line? cohesive and collected enough to where they can really function with this this program 
Yeah, and that that's going to be the big question. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about where Utah fits in with regards to the national rankings when it comes to their fellow members of the Pac-12. We'll touch on that here in a moment, Brian, because I'm with you on all that. This is a very interesting uh, program with a lot of pieces. Well, where does Utah rank, or where do they slot in according to what Bill C is projecting with regards to the Pac-12? We'll touch more on that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, Brian. And we, I, I think I'm speaking for you, we are so excited for this new flavor that Built Bar just dropped this week. The worst part about it, Jake, is I no longer have any left. They sent <laughs> us a little bit to try. And I heard Hans talking on the radio on, on Tuesday about how he likes to eat one for dessert. Sure. I'm just like, buddy, if you haven't tried the coconut brownie chunk yet, yep. you're in for a treat. It is far and away the best flavor that they have. Yeah, coconut brownie chunk is the brand new flavor. It's a limited time run here, so take advantage and order it. Brian and I, like like he said, Built Bar sent us kind of an advance a box to try. I've got one left, I think, still in my stockade, but they are going quickly. It is an absolutely incredible flavor take advantage now the best part about built bars is we've talked about in the past they're extremely healthy low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber they're the perfect complement for you regardless of where you're at in your health journey so take advantage now go to builtbar.com order the brand new flavors or any of the other 18 flavors that are available to you at builtbar.com and while you're there use the promo code locked on for 20 percent off your order it's a great way to save money on the best tasting protein bars on the market can't encourage you guys enough to take advantage of this offer now because it is a limited run so once again builtbar.com use that promo code locked on and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere Brian rolling on here talking about these SP, SP plus numbers, excuse me, from Bill Connolly of ESPN. Uh, we talked a lot about Utah and where they slot. So they're ranked 19th in these rankings. But more interesting uh, to me when you pointed this out is where the other top dogs in the Pac-12 slot into these rankings. And quite possibly the most surprising are the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it's either Oregon or UCLA, right? Sure. I think those are probably the two that if you think in terms of what the narrative surrounding the program and what it was last year, mm-hmm. you would probably put Oregon, what, maybe 15, 16? Sure, yeah, you'd think, okay, yeah, they're probably still a top 15, top 20 caliber team, but when I saw these numbers, I was like, wow, Oregon, and I'll, I'll spoil the surprise, they're number five. Yeah, it's insane. They're ahead of Georgia. They're ahead of Miami, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and then Washington at number 11. The only teams in front of them are the purebloods, right? It's Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. Those are your your Malfoys right there, man. Yeah, the four teams you probably project to make the college football playoff in any given year, at least three of them. You'd have Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. You'd probably already pencil them in for next year's playoff. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to be due to what they've done on the recruiting trail, right? This was a young team last year. It was a defense that was really learning and adjusting to, uh, a, a, I don't want to say it's a complex system, but for so many young guys to be starting, Noah Sewell, Justin Flo, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is still an elite player, but he played a lot more five technique, which I, I don't know that he excels there, but it was kind of something, you know, there are there were some returners that opted out at some point. I don't think, uh, Breeze never came back right the same never came back no yeah yeah and, and jordan scott is leaving the program so they're they're opening up some holes for some of these new guys but it's a top five recruiting class that they have coming in and offensively like i don't know how you know i think shucks struggled 
a little yeah. bit this year. I think that's fair to say. But he his, he's playing he for pains. Joe Moorhead. Yeah, he had his growing pains. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. you you saw strides made. That That's the big thing about Oregon. And you, you mentioned the fact that this is a young team. And Mario Cristobal and his staff, they have absolutely gotten after it on the recruiting trail. That talent is going to pay off. And you would think, yeah, this year is kind of when you expect it to start taking that step forward. So interesting to see Oregon number five. Then the next Pac-12 team, as you mentioned, is Washington at number 11. I have to say I'm actually mildly surprised to see Washington inside the top 50. 15. Kind of the storyline around that program and Jimmy Lake is that they they don't necessarily, I think, have the the I guess the cachet that they had under Chris Peterson, but this is Bill Connolly, as we've talked about. We really think his numbers are spot on. He thinks Washington is going to be among the nation's elite. And it's it's mostly because of their offense, which is a little surprising to me. He's got him ranked 14th overall, a 39.8 in terms of production. Uh, defensively, I think we know what Washington is, right? Yeah. And that's where Jimmy Lake comes from. They're going to be dynamite at the in the defensive backfield. They've got you know one of the elite edge rushers returning conference, you know, possible conference defensive player of the year. ZTF um, Zion yeah. Tupola Fatui. Good luck repeating that one, Brian. <laughs> Never going to get it. But I think that was a surprise to me because I didn't see anything from that offense where I thought to myself, yeah, that's a top 15 offense right there. Yeah. So that one was a little bit of a surprise to me. And then let's talk about the other teams around Utah here. Kind of funny enough, they're all bunched up. Number 17, USC. Number 18, Arizona State. As we've already talked about, Utah at number 19. And then, as you mentioned, one of the surprises, number 21, UCLA. And I think that's one that's off the radar for Utah fans because they just didn't see Utah play against UCLA. And especially in the COVID year, I think it was hard to keep track of a lot of this stuff, right? Sure. By the time the Pac-12 has started, it was almost like the college football season was over. Yeah, and that's actually a very good point. The crazy thing about UCLA here is that they are projecting, and I'm speaking of, I'm not they, Bill is projecting UCLA to have a number seven offense, 41.2, more of a pedestrian defense, but he really thinks the Bruins offense is going to carry the day. So they, they may be winning in shootouts once again this year, but we've seen Chip Kelly, when he's at the peak of his powers with a high-powered offense, it's hard to keep up. And, and I think what that is mostly based off of is what they've done in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chip Kelly is not building the same kind of offense that he had at Oregon, but the foundations and the principles are the same. They want to excel in the run game. They want to get downhill, and that's probably the biggest reason why they are up that high. They do have a top five, top ten offensive line out in the West. It's They've done an excellent job recruiting that offensive line, that, that group especially, I think – is probably the highlight of that offense. Now they do have some talent returning. There's no doubt about that. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson coming back. Yep. Uh, you know, Kyle Phillips will be there. There are guys that they have on that offense that, that can, uh, you know, excel. And I think they've really developed the tight end position there as well. Um, and running backs too. Um, but I think that's probably where if I'm looking at that team and, and from what I've watched, that's really where they've built something special. And that's why I think they are a legitimate contender. And I think they are a top 25 team in this initial ranking. 
Yeah, absolutely. The funny, funny enough, they have the most like in terms of the Pac-12 teams in this top 25 that we're looking at. They have the most disparity between their numbers: 41.2 for their offense, 25.6 for their defense. So number seven offense, number 58 defense. So very dispar- disparate numbers there. Utah 35 and 10. So theirs is a little bit split. The interesting part is USC and Arizona State. They're all they're pretty close to one another. Arizona State 23 on offense, 21 on defense, and then. USC number 13 on offense and number 28 on defense. If these numbers hold true, Brian, we are going to have some absolutely stellar races in both the Pac-12 North and the Pac-12 South this fall. And it's it's going to be another quarterback-laden yes. conference, right? It, that is really where the bulk of it is. You've got DTR, you've got Jaden Daniels returning. Um, you know, USC is, is bringing back Keaton Slovis. Who knows what he'll be doing or who knows what really happens at USC with the quarterback position. They've Mm -hmm. got some high level uh, freshmen coming in. So it's, I think it's exciting in, in one point because there is a lot of, of publicity that you can push off of this. Right. And this conference really needs that right now, especially with a new conference commissioner. But I also think it makes that hire that much more important. You've got to get somebody who can promote what they're bringing back this year for the sake of the conference. Now, as it relates to Utah, I think this is where it gets tricky, right? Because Mm -hmm. we all saw how they closed out the season. Yes. This defense is elite. Can the offense keep up with it? And can the defense be enough to keep them at the top of the Pac-12 South with so much more of the cream rising to the top? Yeah, so the final note I want to pass along here is, so we have six teams in the Pac-12 inside the top 25 of these rankings for Bill Connolly, and then there's a pretty big chasm. The next team ranked in these rankings as it stands currently is Washington State at number 46. So it looks like there is a definite top half of the conference and obviously a bottom half of the conference. And we'll have to see if there's any surprises outside of either of those two things. If one of the top teams drops down or one of those teams that's considered the lower tier makes a move up. That'll be interesting to, to note as we play out this fall. Yeah, Washington State, we talked about Jaden DeLora yesterday and the, the uncertainty with regarding his DUI. Colorado at 50, I think, is a team that you have to wor- wonder about because mm-hmm. past history does not favor them in terms of a high ranking. But what Carl Durrell was able to do there, you kind of have to wonder if maybe they can make a step. Yeah. California at 54, another one of those programs that past history is not doing them any favors, but they've been really solid in recruiting. And so now we're looking at where this conference has always struggled in terms of you have your elites, but right underneath it are a lot of teams with a lot of potential questions in terms of how good can they be. And that's where the conference starts to tear itself apart. Yeah, the interesting number, one other number I want to mention is Oregon State. They're projected to have a number 22 offense, but an absolutely atrocious defense. So, And they lose, they lose their best defender in yeah. Hamilcar Rashad, right? Yep. And then, but I'll be honest, dude, like I love watching Jonathan Smith's offense. I'm just that saying, is yeah. a riot. 22 offense, 104 on defense. Just, yeah. wow, talk about disparate numbers there. Very interesting. Just a bit of a gap. Yep, so we'll see how it all shakes out, but some very interesting numbers all the same. All right, Brian, what do you say? Should we switch over to hoops as we round out today's show and talk about former Utes and where you, they're kind of, they're playing their trade all over the world. We sent you down a little bit of a rabbit hole last night working on this. We'll talk about where you can find former Utes 
Utes in action playing hoops around the globe. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Brian, you know what? Football's in the rearview mirror, and I know that you and I were both waiting for football to come back into our lives, but the best part is is that BetOnline has Everything covered when it comes to sports betting, whether it's the NBA currently, college basketball, hockey, those are all in full swing. Bet online also, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You want to cover award shows? We're starting to have the Golden Globes come up, the Oscars, all that type of stuff. That's going to be coming up. You can bet on that. TV shows, reality TV, and the best part real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Let's put it this way anything under the sun you want to bet on, Bet Online's happy to help you out. And we've talked about it before. It's just it makes it that much more interesting to watch. I saw the line for the Jazz Celtics game last night, and I ran away from that one because it felt like it was too good to be true. But there are other you know avenues that you can go down. Whatever it is that's your specialty. If you're a diehard Bachelor fan, get on that. If you love uh, Jeopardy or something like that, you know they're going to make odds for all that stuff. So it's a great opportunity to have some extra fun make a little extra money and and just kind of invest beyond just your emotions in sports. Yeah, so take advantage now. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account now, and you can still get a 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. That's real simple to do. Go to BetOnline, make that first deposit, use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. You'll get 50% of whatever you deposit added to your pile of money to bet with. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Running out of time here on a Wednesday, but we wanted to talk a little Utah hoops and a little bit off the beaten path, but there are Utah former Utah hoopsters playing all over the world. Brian, you've been doing some research on this, tracking down where guys are playing. So without further ado, let our listeners know where these former running Utes are playing all over the globe. Yeah, and, and they've been having some success recently. Cedric Bearfield is playing in Lithuania right now for, and I'm going to butcher the tar out of this, Nevejius Optibet, okay. and he scored a career-high 29 points the other night. Uh, you and I were talking about Brandon Taylor, mm-hmm. the little little BT, yeah. continuing his career in Italy, uh, just welcomed the arrival of a baby girl over there. He's playing in Serie A, which is the top league in Italy. And then Tyler Rawson recently just dropped some dominant numbers. He's playing in Spain for CB Tizona. Uh, I probably butchered that announcement too, but you know what? We're just, we're staying on, on par for the course here with, uh, you know, me butchering names, but he uh, had a great game the other night, 11 points, nine rebounds, uh, 15. We're going to call them assists, even though the trans translation roughly says assessments. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but a pretty great game for Tyler as, as he continues his career overseas. And then of course there's the NBA youths. You've got Kyle Kuzma playing for the Lakers, Jakob Pertle stepping in the starting lineup right now for the Spurs mm-hmm. and uh, DeLon Wright for the Mavs. Yes. Or, or no, uh, Pistons. I was going to say DeLon, DeLon's now with the Pistons, but it's kind of fun to still see these guys just playing all over the globe. I know we had uh, Parker Van Dyke last year had a pretty famous story where he's supposed to be playing in Mexico. The pandemic kind of killed that uh, dream for him. Hopefully, once that's in the rearview mirror, he gets an opportunity to play. But it's good to see these guys still getting their opportunities. The nice part is, Brian, you and I both agree, and many of our listeners probably understand this, anymore, playing in Europe, you can make a very handsome living playing hoops overseas. 
Yeah, it's just not it's not about getting into the NBA around anymore. It, it's about having a long term career playing basketball, and you can do that overseas. It's not like the Britton Johnson days where you're hoping that the paycheck drops, and if you if it doesn't, then you're going to Greece the next day or Italy the day after that. These guys are actually becoming more legitimate, and as basketball becomes more worldwide, it gives them more opportunities. And I think it is a credit to the University of Utah and the program that they've had in the past history that these guys are continuing to play. Yeah, it's fun to see, and it, we'll be tracking these guys. We'll bring you updates periodically on them. It's like Cedric Bearfield. That's cool to see him get a career high. Uh, you, you wish nothing but the best for these guys. The guys both in the NBA and overseas, they're making good money. They're continuing to play the game that they love, and it's just fun to see because you've rooted these for these guys in many cases for four years up on the hill at Utah, and you know what? your connection to them doesn't end the second they leave Salt Lake City. You're still going to track them, and we'll be sure to bring that to you guys periodically here on the podcast. We'll have updates for you on guys playing. And we'll do that with the NFL, guys. We already do that, but we'll do it with more of the pro basketball players as well. All right, Brian, any uh, final thoughts from you here on a Wednesday? We're in the home stretch, Jake. Football is officially over, but spring ball is just around the corner. We're coming into March, which means it's a great time for basketball. Just to thank you, everybody, for listening and, and the constant comments. I do have a couple reviews. Uh, one person said, uh, I like the guy who thinks he's an animal. <laughs> I'm assuming that's me. That is you. And then another great review. This daily podcast is perfect for the more than casual Utah fan. And I think that's exactly where we want to get to with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to get my daily fill of the Utes. And it's nice that they don't try to fit in politics. Good podcast. And that's exactly right, Jake, because that's what we're here for. We're here to have fun, talk about sports and give you a break from everything else in the world. On tomorrow's podcast, the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kidding. talk about how policy will affect <laughs> Just kidding. That's not what we do. That's not our jam. That is not no. our lane. I can tell you that much. But Not my forte. Exactly. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, everybody. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for February 10th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.